Hey there, and welcome to Life as a Bee, the podcast. I'm the bee, Kelsey. Here, we talk about all things life, the struggles, the insights, and everything the human experience offers in between. Basically, each week I'm touching on themes that come up in my own personal life and sharing them with you. So let's connect on the process. Thanks for listening. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Life is a Bee podcast. Today is very exciting because we have my first guest on the show or podcast. I don't know. Do you call podcast a show? I'm not sure. But anyways, um, yeah, so today we have the little bee, my little sister, Riley, um, yeah, I felt like it was appropriate to have her as the first guest. First off, because, like, super easy to line her up and have her agree to do this. But also, uh, with this being the Life is a Bee podcast and her being really the other bee, it just made sense. Um, Rye and I are so similar in so many ways, but manifested really in different energies if that makes sense. Uh, She's a lot more of a calm and flowing person. Not that I'm not a flowing person. I really had to like work through like finding like nicer ways to describe myself. But um, yeah, we complement each other really well. And this episode's going to be a bit different because instead of me just kind of going through a flow of thought, it's going to be a conversation. Uh, The idea was kind of to have it be more interview style, but just with us being so comfortable around each other and knowing each other, it really is just more of a conversation, which I think is really nice because it kind of shows you another side of me and the things that are to come with this podcast as I start to interview more people. Um, Yeah, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. I think we had some really good conversation. Um, Our other sister, Penny the Bulldog, was hanging out with us, so we might hear her, you know, doing her thing in the background. She's not really one to um, care much about what other people are doing, so, you know, she's barking, she's sniffing, She's licking, she's scratching, she was doing it all. But you know what? That's just who she is, and we let her we let her do it. Um, yeah, so before we get started, I wanted to just introduce my sister a little bit. Because um, we didn't really talk about that in the podcast. We kind of just jumped right into the topics, which is um, discussing our spiritual journeys, our self-developmental journey into self-awareness and just kind of how we got into the things we're into now and where we see those things going. So yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, And yeah, Riley currently lives in Ottawa, so she was home for the weekend and we did some really fun things. We I have a separate Instagram, which is for, like, thrifted items and, uh, like, clothes, home goods, whatever I find at Value Village or just things I have that I love but just don't, like, fit in my life anymore. So we did some filming and photo shoots for that stuff, which is nice because she's someone I can do that with. It's so nice to have people in your life that you can just, like, be so open about that kind of stuff with because, you know, sometimes when you're trying to take photos or, like, 
shoot videos. I don't know, not everyone's into it, which is totally fine, but that's just something that's so me and a part of my life. So it's really nice to be around people that just understand that and uh, yeah, make it seem comfortable for me because it's something that I'm really working on just being less apologetic about. And we also went to Vegan Fest in Muskoka, Ontario. That was really fun. Riley's a vegan, um, and she actually is the person that really inspired me to become a vegan. I am no longer technically a vegan. I eat majority, like for the majority, plant based, but um, I don't like identify as a vegan anymore. And even Rye, like we talk about this bit in the episode, um, doesn't like really overly love the label of veganism. Um, but yeah, we went to the vegan fest in Muskoka, which was so fun. And then we went to spend the day, um, the afternoon by like this natural water slide, um, in the area, which was really fun, like super bringing out like that inner child, um, which I think I needed. And it was, yeah, it was really fun just to have her around and yeah we like had a pizza party with her family and it was really nice so that's kind of what my little family weekend looked like um yeah so let's just uh kind of give you a brief rundown of rye so yeah riley lives in ottawa ontario right now and like me um we both were back in our hometown. I'm still here, uh, but we were living with other parents for a while there together, which was kind of interesting because I think the last time we lived together um, for like an extended period of time with our parents was when we were like teenagers. And then all of a sudden, like I'm 20, I was probably 20, I would have been 27 at the time. And she was like 25 and yeah, just chilling with mom and dad but so she um is a yoga teacher a reiki practitioner super into all that fun stuff she's back in school um in the psychology field so i think that's kind of where her life is taking her um yeah just a fun loving gal and i think the conversation will kind of allow you to understand a bit more about her and where we are on our like own paths and how our paths have crossed and how they align and our relationship so yeah um if you're interested in hearing that um and how we've kind of like taken upon our own spiritual journeys our own like journeys of self and self-development then uh have a listen all right bye so i am here with the other b my sister riley riley b riley b that's actually something i wanted to talk about was because a lot of people don't understand why my Instagram or my podcast is Life is a Bee. Um, like, close friends also have asked me that, but my last name is Beasley, so there you go. Hence the bee. Hence the bee. Bee. And that's why there's where this is the other bee. And we actually have our third sister here with us, little Pen Pen. So if you hear some Snorks. dog-like noises, some snorting, some licking, some... Um, cries of anguish. <laughs> That's her. She's just an 
angsty gal. She really is. So I don't really have a plan for today's episode, but I'm really excited to have Rye here. Um, like I said in my intro, I want to start interviewing more people. So I definitely probably should have like made notes or something, but I didn't. So we're just going to go with it and see How what comes roll. out. Exactly. So I think what I really want to talk to Riley about is um, kind of our spiritual journeys, our self-development journey, our self-awareness journey, because I feel like we very much kind of like go off each other on that. Mm-hmm. And it started kind of like one of us started something and the other person will like kind of piggyback and then uh, one yeah. of us will go off of something else and we kind of like build off each other um so yeah yeah, talking about like where we started out where we've been the things that we've done and then um where we see ourselves moving towards in the future because this is a journey no ending no no ending (laughs) I think the first place to start is kind of like where did it all start like when did you first start getting into like more of like the self-awareness practice and Mm -hmm. um your spirituality it kind of opened up a little bit about my more spiritual side my last podcast Mm -hmm. and uh I know that you have a big side of that to you as well Mm -hmm. so like where did this all begin for you um I think back in high school definitely dabbled in it um at our grandparents a nan and granddad's house Mm -hmm. I remember we were visiting and there was the secret and that was the first I guess self-help personal development spiritual-esque type of book I've ever read uh so I sort of got into it then I guess in high school but definitely more as I moved to university Gabby Bernstein I read a lot of her stuff um I think going vegan similar Mm -hmm. to you made a big impact on that like the consciousness the more but yeah it's just bringing a consciousness it's like a gateway to kind of like entering into more conscious lifestyle, I think. Yeah, because when you, you become conscious about that, you just open your mind to becoming conscious about so many other other things. Yeah, totally. I think too, like, I am no longer vegan anymore, but I was for a while. Riley mm-hmm. went vegan, vegan before me, but mm-hmm. I think that just kind of opened my eyes in a way to be like, wow, this is stuff that I didn't know about, that Mm -hmm. no one taught me about, that's really changed my life, so what else is out there that, like, isn't really being spoken about that could have impact on my life, and that's kind of what dived me into the whole, like, self-helpy spirituality, metaphysical realm. And I hate the word self-help. I don't know. Oh, okay. Don't say it again. Noted. No, I just think there's such a negative connotation surrounding self-help. Um, I remember when I first started getting into those types of books, I, I would be embarrassed to yeah, be standing in yeah. the self-help section, like labeled yeah. self-help. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just in my head. Maybe there isn't a negative connotation around it. No, I think you're right. Like, there's a bit of, like, it's embarrassing to admit that you um, feel like you need help. Help. Yeah. Totally. So I, I mean, I've always preferred the term personal development because that's Mm. to me what those books really are. Yeah, totally. It's all about personal development and just sort of growing and evolving. I agree. I usually say like self-awareness, like enhancing Mm -hmm. my self-awareness. Yeah. Um, Because I really think that's like a huge part of what this whole like journey is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny that like, I feel like The Secret is the first book 
that a lot of people or the first thing that a lot of people come across but like I can't help but like wonder like why that book was at her grandparents house yeah it was it's a <laughs> random knowing like our nana and granddad I think somebody must have left it there yeah I, like it, it yeah <laughs> it was like but it's like that's such a thing where it was like such a twist of fate like it was you meant, were to, be meant to be there for totally. me to pick it up totally. totally I mean back then I wouldn't have seen it I mean I wouldn't have put that together I do remember thinking it was very odd for it to be at their house. Yeah, totally. But it's yeah. actually really weird that you say that because so Riley definitely got into this stuff way before me. Like I was not doing this stuff in high school and I'm older than Riley by like three years, two, two years, depending. But so three years like grades wise. Um so um yeah, definitely got into it way more before me. Like throughout high school and university, I was like pretty um like numb to that kind of stuff. Like my concerns were mm-hmm. um for like lack of a better term, pretty surface. Um and that's okay. That's like part of the journey. Yeah, for sure. But when I remember like my first like dive into spirituality, so like the big kicker for me was when I turned vegan. Mm-hmm. But that was when I was about 25 24 years old um but I lived at Nan and Granddad's house when I was like 22 23 for like three or four months yeah and I remember I actually met Gabby Bernstein in Vancouver so I kind of like jealous I was kind of like dabbling in it then but like not taking it super seriously Mm -hmm. I also was like I remember that was like a very difficult time in my Mm -hmm. life um, like, um, I think it was, like, a lot of, like, suppressed emotions were, like, starting to come forward, and I was, like, not being able to, like, keep them in the way that I had, like, had them on lockdown for so long. Yeah. Um, but I also remember, like, lying in their living room floor, like, meditating. <laughs> I love it. I know, but I, I never really stuck with me, but it was definitely, like, in that area where it first started to, like, surface in my life, I should say. Yeah. It didn't, like, stick, but I remember reading, like... Um, find your inner ang by Gabby Bernstein, Gabby Bernstein and like yeah. being on all these blogs and I remember yeah so Maybe definitely something about Vancouver yeah well I actually looked so there's this thing called astro cartography yeah, which is yeah, like yeah. where like the astrological lines like fall mm-hmm. based on your birth in the earth yeah. I was looking at them yesterday and it's really funny because oh that's just <laughs> Penny she's snoring. just snoring <laughs> We, we asked she her, also agrees. We asked her to be quiet, but that's just, like, not a thing you can do no. with her. She does her own thing. Um, oh, now she's giving us a stink eye. Um, so I looked, and funnily enough, the two places in Canada where two lines cross for me are Vancouver and Halifax. And Weird. so Halifax, I think, is, like, my sun and my moon. And I didn't look too much into it, but I went to university in Halifax. Yeah, you lived so, in both places. Um, and, like, that was, like, also... Uh, I'm just like every phase of my life was a difficult time (laughs) but no I just remember university obviously that's a hard time for a lot of people because it's like everything is like changing in your life you don't know any people like you're like thrown into like basically a whole new life or I was because I was so far away from home um so like challenges in that regard and kind of like finding myself but like um, I should write an Instagram post about that. <laughs> it's funny that both lines, one is on each coast. Yeah, and then the other lines that crossed were something else, but it was more about, like, emotional um, turmoil. And, like, I think it actually said something about, like, spirituality. So, yeah, it was interesting, though, because those were, like, two places that had, like, really big impact 
in my life, but Very for impactful different years, yeah, yeah, different reasons. I was only in Vancouver for a short period of time, but like, mm. um, it's not somewhere I like desire to move back to. I my experience was love uh, <laughs> the West Coast so much. Yeah, I wouldn't do Vancouver, Vancouver. I do the island. Yeah, I would. That's kind of like interesting though, how different places in the world are like more aligned for different people mm. like you resonate with things so mm-hmm. much like I recently oh geez oh, sorry guys I recently just went to St. John and there's something about like the east coast that's very like calming mm. and like nurturing to me whereas mm-hmm. I just like never felt that at the west coast but a lot of people really like Vancouver and like the west coast side the west coast, yeah. yeah but then like California when we did the road trip that way yeah. that was something that, that was, was like yeah, very was- like we went from San Francisco just down a little bit um, on the 101, and, like, San Francisco's a really cool city, but when we were doing, like, the, I, it's not the Great Ocean Road, but that road that on the highway, highway yeah. like, I really felt, like, it's really connected nice. to that. Yeah. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It's somewhere I would definitely go back to. Anyways, that was a little bit of a side topic, but, yeah, it's really interesting to see where things go and how... Like, we both kind of had, like, the peak of, like, our self-development like journey start, in in this, like, basement at our grandparents' at our house. Basement. Yeah. The green carpet. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's <laughs> funny. Going back to The Secret and, like, all these books mm-hmm. and everything, is there anything that, like, really, like, stood out to you in that? Or, like, a specific book? I Obviously, The Secret was, like, the big one. The but are there things that, like took you from like that level of like because for me when I first started learning about law of attraction I was confused about it because I was Mm -hmm. like just like think it think you're like I don't know the message in the secret can be like very misconstrued because it's like Mm -hmm. as long as you're positive and you think about it and like Mm -hmm. envision the check in your mailbox and it will come which is not the law of attraction Mm -hmm. um so was there anything that like kind of like did you experience that at all and then did did do you have like the thing that, like, brought you into the next level of, like, where you've kind of, like, developed your spiritual or your self-development journey. Hmm. Yeah, I remember, so The Secret was the first time I've ever heard about the law of attraction. So, post-Secret, there was a lot of Google. Google searches, yes. A lot of Google searches, because I had, I had no idea about the law of attraction. And back then, I thought that's how it worked. Yeah. As like, if I wanted... Vision boards, Vision positivity, boards. like, blo- if I'm angry, like, I can't be angry because then the vibration is, like, not great. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because then my, my frequency, frequency will be lowered. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that's what that was at first. I don't know if there's a specific... But uh, as just a side note, I think mm. that that's something that everyone goes through, that, like, thing where they, like, they don't feel like it's okay to feel basically anything but like these positive high vibrations yeah which are obviously very important to like be in a higher state of that Mm -hmm. but I also think you can't achieve those high highs if you're not allowing yourself to experience like the lows like that's kind of how the wave works yeah and I think you definitely have to feel your feelings in order for things to come through I guess sort of on that yeah totally um well, because then if not, you're just creating a subconscious block, right? Yes, which I didn't really learn about until probably post-university. Yeah, that's more recent so for me. So high school was, high school university was very much um, law of attraction, sit there, mm-hmm. good things, think good things and they will come to you, which I'm, I mean, I'm sure is 
I, I think, like, the general if, rule of that is good. Like, if you're... Yeah. In, yeah, like, if you're in a good place and you want to, like, manifest, like, a partner or a career, like, yeah, put that out there. Mm-hmm. Like, be vocal about what you want. Don't be shamed. But, like, if something happens and, like, you don't get like a job interview and it's upset you Mm -hmm. like allow yourself to be upset about that because if not you're just like going to be suppressing that and holding resentment and holding those blocks I guess sort of also I mean you'll find what you're looking for so again not to say that thinking positively isn't going to work because if you're you find what you're looking for in life, you know? Like, if you're looking for the magic, you know what? You're going to find the magic. Yeah. If you have that type of mind frame. Yeah, totally. But I think from reading The Secret, I got this idea of, like, yeah, I'm going to sit on my couch and money's just going to come in my mailbox by not doing anything. Yeah. So, I mean, they're kind of two different things. So, throughout university was sort of just meshing them together and going through that. And then it wasn't until post-university. So after university, I moved to Vancouver and I lived in our grandparents' basement. So when I started to get back, not back into spirituality, but to the next level, I would mm-hmm. say, um, I started reeking, reeking, reading A New Earth. Yes, which That's I like actually really just found at the Value Village for like four bucks. So I bought it. Love it. Yeah. So reading more books like that, I started meditating. Um, getting sort of into looking at different I want to say religions almost like spiritual outlets mm-hmm. uh, I got really into Buddhism and I read a lot about that and started looking into some of the meditations they do there uh, after I lived in Vancouver I was in Hawaii for a bit which I think was also another big catalyst for me in my spiritual development because everyone who was there with me and who I surrounded myself with in Hawaii was very much on that next level. They were very, very consciously aware. The conversations were very intelligent. And I think it was just that push into the next Yeah, totally. Phase, sort of. That was really similar to me, I think. So I went vegan and I was living and working in Toronto and I just felt like Mm -hmm. there was a shift in me where I was like in a place that I didn't belong anymore and I was like starting to be more conscious and like I just felt like the conversations I wanted to have weren't lining up with the people that I was Mm -hmm. with anymore um so I also went on like a trip and I was traveling and Mm -hmm. I found that there were times when I was with having like more like conversations through like of like things I wanted to talk about that Mm. were more connected more conscious um and I don't know like I don't want to make it sound like one's better than the other but that's just like what I was interested in but actually it was like not till I got back from after my trip that I really like started to like dive into this stuff like truly fully like I think on my trip Mm -hmm. I would like meditate because I knew meditation was good but I didn't like actually like sit down and think about why it was like I just knew it was was good you eat healthy because you know it's good exactly like I knew I needed to meditate I knew that I needed to like figure out some things about myself okay Penny's just like having like a really hard time right now trying to get comfy um yeah, so I think 
traveling was like a huge catalyst for me as well just because you're in an environment with people that see the world in such a different way I think it's just the people who travel I want to I want to say well just because they're kind of not like they're not they don't see the world as like you get a job you buy a house you get married have kids like and that's not to say that's a bad way to live but like that's just not the way for everyone and we're taught that that is like in western culture that that is like I mean, like the traditional yeah um life stages yeah, yeah totally so you see these people that are kind of thinking about it through a different lens and that's really just like also eye-opening it's kind of like that whole idea of like when I went to become vegan it's just that whole idea of like when I started veganism how it like opened my eyes in a way that there's like things out there that necessarily that aren't necessarily like being put on my lap and then I met all these people that were also like questioning things and like critical Mm -hmm. thinking thinking, I think there was just a lot of that or a lot of people being like no like I don't want to have a desk job for the rest of my life just going against the norm yeah yeah exactly it was people that were going against the norm and it felt just so much more aligned with yeah me um so that I think I got home and then all of a sudden I was back in like this hometown that I grew up in and I goes back to not feeling as connected to people again. So I started to like connect to the people, the like-minded people through things like Instagram or the internet because that's where they were. And through that, I found just so like an abundance of resources on these things that interests me, like the, like astrology and the moon and um, just like, spiritual ideologies and like Ramdas and mm-hmm. you know all these things that like I had just never met before and they totally shifted like my idea of what like spirituality and metaphysics was from like you meditate because it's good and you are like happy and positive because that's how mm-hmm. like the that's when good things come to you to actually like doing self-work and like inner work and like releasing blockages and like meditating not because like you need to like have stillness which you do but at the time I didn't understand that that's what that meant but meditating because I knew that that was going to help me to have a clearer understanding of where like my blocks and where like my work was needed essentially and to also just like create like more peace and stillness in my life in a way that I had never really understood prior Mm -hmm. to kind of like shaking my life up a little bit so okay question oh tables have turned Mm -hmm. how would you say your spiritual practice has evolved in the past say five years or from start to now yeah so I think when I first went vegan it was very much about like that kind of, like, opened my eyes to, like, being more conscious. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that propelled me into things like looking at, like, fast fashion and how Mm -hmm. I'm treating the environment. So, Mm -hmm. like, still on some level, like, more surface-level macro things just because they're they're more, like, they're more, like, objective things, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I, like I kind of started there and being like I want to live a more conscious life so I'm yeah. gonna like get a reusable coffee cup and like all amazing things that I think carry my straw yeah carry my straw <laughs> around I'm not gonna be shopping at like these fast fashion stores as much because I just see the production and the waste and like mm-hmm. the human welfare issues that are going on sort of paper on fast fashion yeah so like it kind of like started on in that level yeah. so that's kind of like I was I never would have been like oh I'm a spiritual person but mm-hmm. I think like that was like kind of where I was and then I went to travel and things like having a reusable coffee cup all the time or you know like buying secondhand wasn't as like accessible to me Mm -hmm. so I kind of had to start opening my mind up to consciousness in a different way Mm. um and I think that trip also like I was saying showed me where a lot of my blockages were it showed me where I was telling a lot of stories about myself Mm -hmm. and it showed me that there are other people out there that um are like aligned with me which was amazing yeah yeah just because when you grow up in a like I always say we live in a small town but it's not that that small. small but it kind of has that feeling to it and then being in Toronto in a corporate environment just like didn't foster that you're yeah it's more people that are more like they're like boss bitches or like I don't know boss babes boss dudes yeah like they're bosses so like but I'm just like I'm I'm a boss I guess but just in more of like not that way not that way. and I always thought I if I wanted to be a successful business person it had to be in that way so yeah growing up side note yeah I always felt you had this like attitude aggressiveness (laughs) no okay well yeah aggressiveness but that's fine (laughs) what aggressiveness is good um this sort of vibe about you when you were younger, I felt like I could see you, like, being a boss bitch. Boss ass bitch. Like, what, bitch am, what am I saying? I'm so not cool. Um, yeah, like, I've always really felt that about myself, and I kind of am now Corporate finally world. getting back to a point. I'm like, this question is, like, so long drawn on, and I'm supposed to be asking you questions, but <laughs> I like talking about myself. Probably it's just the Kelsey in me. Um, I uh, I'm finally kind of getting back to a point where I'm like I can still be like a boss and mm-hmm. like I can still be this like business lady woman, um, but like my perspective on it has just totally changed mm-hmm. and it's not only in like I feel like even just like the past month I don't even know if it's like too soon to say this but like I can now see myself like building. A business or something mm-hmm. in like a really successful manner yeah in this new way of living yeah but I really had to break down and I think this is part of like my spiritual journey to get back to your question mm-hmm. um I really had to break down like what my idea of success was and professionalism was and all this mm-hmm. stuff and perfection and I actually did a whole episode about this um but I just like I did really break down my entire life and like rebuild it in a way that was like all these things that I was programmed. Like you have, if you don't have a job in the corporate world in a big city and like have lots of money and a huge apartment and a, you know, great boyfriend and all these stuff, then you're not successful. And I had to like really yeah. break that stuff down. Yeah. I think and it's harder. Sorry. Just growing up in a town, not a small town, smaller town. Yeah. Because that's what everyone, it feels like, in, in our town is doing. Yeah, so And if just, that's what you want to do, that's fine. But it's like yeah. you also need, I think there's a lot of people that, because that's what we're, like, programmed to want to do, just do it. Because that's what we're supposed to. And, like, I was very much on that trajectory. And I had to, like, 
I just got to a point where I was so unhappy doing what I was doing. I was like, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad that I had to get to that point. But I'm also really grateful that I got to that point. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was like breaking down everything that was like true. And rebuilding it back up to like fit my own truths. Um, which I'm still kind of doing. Like there's still certain parts of me that are like, you are not whole without A, B, and C. And I need to like mm-hmm. still break that stuff down. Yeah. But it's, like, the awareness has been, like, the hugest part of my journey to add to the question. I think, like, I think it's just having the awareness that when you're, like, going through something or being triggered by something or feeling blocked by something, that you know that those things are there and that you you know the work needs to be done to, like, push through them. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, allow them. It's, like, an interesting thing because it's, like, you have to allow them to be, but you also need to, like, work through them at the same time. Oh. You know? Like, okay. it's, like, resistance is, like, a huge thing. Like, if I deny that I feel, like, not worthy and, like, being, like I was just saying in the last episode, heard or seen, and I just yeah. pretend like it's not an issue, then yeah. that's not helping me. Not helping. But if I continue to, like, do things like make this podcast which really helps me to, like, step into that worth, but, like, also acknowledge that, like, there's a bit of, like, a weird block going on at the same time. It's actually helping me a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Way cool. Way home. (laughs) Yeah, so what would you say, like, about now, like, what is the biggest changes that you have experienced in your spiritual journey from, like, then to now? Like, describing where you're at right now, now I guess I don't know what I'm saying where I'm at do you know what I mean I didn't is it like where are you at right now on the journey compared to like when you were like googling stuff trying to understand it or are you Mm -hmm. still doing that or like what's your take on the law of attraction now or like do you still follow the law of attraction what's going on (laughs) what's going on so many questions um now I would say I was going to say, I've removed myself from it. No, that's a lie. Total lie. I haven't. I have feel, though I have taken a step back, because I feel like when you dive into the personal development world, spiritual world, whatever you want to call it, um, you can get really into it. Mm-hmm. Like, but not in a good way. Yeah. I feel like we, we've talked about this before, where it's almost like... I think, like, I can't think any bad thoughts, or I can't do... Yeah, or, I, like, if I don't eat 100% vegan, I'm an awful human. I'm an awful human, yeah, or, yeah, I'm thinking about things. Or if things, I don't, if I don't like, happen. those are, like, more, like, the things I was saying, like, thrifting. Like, if I buy anything from a fast fashion store, I'm yes. awful. If I ever use a reusable, uh, yes. like, a throwaway coffee cup, I'm just, like, wrong. Like the that. worst person You ever. can just get so consumed with it. Yeah, like, with being... You can get so consumed with being a spiritual person. If I don't do my full moon ritual, like, the world's gonna end. Yeah, (laughs) it's almost so counterintuitive. You become so concerned with being so spiritual that you aren't spiritual. Yeah, but I think that's normal. I think, like, when you really get into something, you just, like, you go in all for full force, and then you wait for the pendulum to swing back and even out, right? And then, yeah, so now uh, I've sort of... Uh, have taken that step back and I can see sort of where I am. Mm-hmm. So I would say I am at a very healthy place with it. Mm-hmm. I love reading my personal development books. Yes. 
currently reading... Um, no shame being in the self-help section. No shame being in the self-help section anymore. Proud self-helper, even though every time I'm in there, I'm like, okay, this should really be called personal <laughs> development, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> um, yeah, so always reading, always, you know, listening to the podcasts, meditating. My meditation practice has grown, considering I never used to do it, and I'm still kind of doing it yeah what's your take on meditation like what it's do you hard do? what do you do it's hard <laughs> what do you do for meditation because that's another thing I think a lot of people think you have to like sit in silence for like an hour no. every day no. and I think that meditation is something that is so individual and can be done in a variety of different ways for me walking is my meditation mm-hmm. just being clears out in nature mind. yeah clears my mind I think meditating is anything where you can just let your mind be still. Yeah. You can just stop the sort of chatter that's going on in your mind. So for me, walking, knitting, Mm. if you want to pick up a hobby, is very meditative. Uh, I know for some people it's like painting, Mm -hmm. something very relaxing to the mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knitting I find very relaxing and walking. Mm -hmm. But also before bed... I don't, I guess it's a little meditation, um, but right before I fall asleep, I just, I call, I call, I call out to the world, um, to bring back any pieces of me that I've left somewhere along the way. I learned about this actually when I did my Reiki training. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so before bed, I call back any pieces of myself that I've left somewhere throughout the day. So if I left part of me with someone else during a conversation we mm. had, or if I left part of me, I don't know, in some situation where I was maybe angry or something and I've left part of me there, I call all those pieces back into my body and then I also release any anything that doesn't belong to me. Oh. So again, if I've had a heavy conversation with someone, anything like that that just doesn't belong to me or in my body... I release that before mm-hmm. I go to sleep. I don't know if that's really a meditation. I think but it's, it's your a meditation. Own it's my own take on meditation. And I think that's also what I've come to experience right now with where I'm at my spiritual practice is that take what you want, leave what you don't, and make it your own. And do what works for you. Make it your own, yeah. yeah. I mean, some things, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to sit there cross-legged with my eyes shut and meditate. No, and I'm a yoga totally teacher. Not. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. It's not your that. thing. It's not my thing. And I think that's... When I first started, I thought that I these things had to be my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want in the yeah. in the club, well, it's this is like what you have there, to do. There is, like, a club element to it that I think those people that maybe are still in the early stages of it, and we all go through it mm-hmm. where we're, like, so gung-ho and this is right and that is wrong type thing but there's a lot of people that sometimes can like if you're not meditating the way they meditate it's wrong right and so there can be like that like not feeling like you're not accepted because you're just trying to do things that resonate with you yeah and then it like a lot of things in life it becomes a comparison Mm -hmm. I think sometimes there can be it's not black and white, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you're in the early stages of it, you feel like it is. Yes. You kind of need to grow to that place of, like, being in the gray. And that's... Dancing in the gray. Dancing. I'm frolicking in the gray, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, so I've definitely moved from that all-consuming capacity. Yeah. I feel that spirituality you can get sort of sucked into. Yeah. Yeah, I've sort of left that behind, and I'd say definitely where I am now in my practice is much more of that... That space where it's it's what I... It's what works for me. Amazing. All right, so we've had to open the door because Penny has been making quite the ruckus in the background. She's sniffing everywhere, scratching doors. She's just a free woman. She, she is. She's just like her sisters. Just free She is a woman. free woman. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I think, like, with my meditation practice, I... Um, it changes a lot, but I also really enjoy walking. But actually, I love listening to music while I walk. And I once, when I was actually traveling, had people kind of, like, ridicule me for listening to music. They're like, no, you need to, mm. you need to like, listen to nature mm-hmm. when you're walking. You need to be in, like, one with nature. And I remember feeling really guilty. But, like, so I wouldn't listen to music when I was walking. And but then, then you're just not enjoying it. Yeah, and it's then like, oh, being yeah. like, oh, I wish I had my music on because I love music and I, like... I always have, like, a fresh playlist. Um, Yeah, whereas also, see, like, music speaks to you. Yeah. Music doesn't speak to me. I feel like the same way it speaks to you. Yeah, like, I really, like, I really Mm -hmm. wish I could play an instrument or something because, like, songwriting and exp... I know I could. I'm going to learn. You play the guitar. Like, I play the G chord. Kelsey took singing lessons growing up. Okay, but then we had to quit. And then piano, we also had to quit because the piano teacher fired me. Okay, well, those are minor details. Um, but I can play the G chord on the guitar, so that's good. But I would like to... Cool, cool, Penny. Um, I would like to get back into an instrument because I could see, like, how expressing myself through music would be, like, really beneficial to me. French horn. <laughs> I did play the French horn in high school. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. I think the piano, I, like... Guitar seems so cool, but, like, I'm so confused (laughs) when I'm playing it. You have lanky fingers, too. Yeah, I can't. You know what works. I think piano is maybe something that speaks to me more. But, yeah, I think, like, writing... uh, Oh, she's back, everyone. I think writing uh, music would be, like, really... Um, yes, a cool thing. And also probably very meditative because actually that leads into my next point where, so first off, I was feeling really guilty about not listening to music, but then I like got to a point where I was like, no, I want to listen to music. Like that's Mm -hmm. my thing. Music speaks to me. I love it. And I've actually recently been starting to be like a little bit more conscious about the type of music I listen to because I love a deep, dark, depressing acoustic tune. So I need to kind of like be more aware of that kind of stuff I think just to make sure that I'm not like putting like uh like that into me but also if I like a song I like a song so there's also that element of it yeah it just goes back to all consuming all consuming yeah you hear things I have heard actually more recently too it's like be careful of the music you listen to because music carries that frequency and that frequency sort of goes yeah. into you but it's like if you like a song you like a song yeah But to go back to that, like, creating through expression, another way for meditating for me is, like, to create things. So, like, Mm -hmm. I love taking photos, and I love making little videos, and I find that I can get really lost in that and kind of, like, shut down the busyness of my mind when I'm making stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, it's not like I'm completely sitting in stillness, but there is sometimes when it's, like, 
I can just get lost in a creative flow. Well, yeah, you're in a state of flow. Yeah, in a state of flow. So I really enjoy that. And sometimes I do sit with my legs crossed and if I'm feeling like super anxious, I'll just sit there. And I usually only do like a 10 to 12 minute, like 15 minute one because I'm just like, I'm not overly interested in like that, like a really like long one. Um, But sometimes before bed, I will, if I can't sleep or if I, I'll fall asleep in a meditation type thing. Mm -hmm. Like just going to bed with more of a conscious mindset of stillness instead of like when I was little I used to like fantasize about like my boyfriends that I didn't have and like I I guess it's like law of attraction I don't know I used to like always fantasize like make up these like really elaborate crazy (laughs) fantasies and like like tell myself stories I know but I but mine were not oh okay what were you mine were twisted (laughs) I wanted to ask you, though, about, like, Reiki and yoga, because yoga is another huge meditative thing for me, yes. and, like, that helps yeah. me to connect with my body, and I know you have your Reiki 2, um, and I'm my Reiki 1, but I don't really use it, I just kind of, like... I haven't used... Oh, sorry, were you going to ask a question? I was just going to ask oh. you, like, what your <laughs> thoughts on, like, energy work and everything is, and if you... Yeah. Where you stand on that. I think it's amazing. I... I guess similar to you... I don't, I don't want to say I don't use it, because I do. I don't practice on other people. I practice on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, going into it, when I went to go get my level one and two, it was something I just sort of jumped right into. I didn't know a ton about it. I knew about energy work, and I remember when people asked me what it was, I felt very self-conscious explaining it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's like a universal energy. Yeah, because like, people, some people don't get it, and like things that people don't understand can sometimes, like, cause them to be fearful and out of fear, almost, like, judgmental. Yeah, super (laughs) judgmental. They're like, okay, good luck with that. I'm like, thanks, bye. Yeah, but that's, like, something that, that just goes back to, like, where I'm at in my spiritual practice, where, like, if I'm feeling, and I did a whole episode on judging, but, like, if I were to express something to someone and felt like it wasn't received received well received well that's like me to look back and be like why does that bother me that I that they didn't resonate with what I resonate right. with yeah. right yeah for sure um so yeah I think it's amazing I didn't know a ton about it when I went to go get my level one and level two in Reiki um but I learned so much there my gosh and I think while I don't practice it on other people today, I do still definitely take parts of it with me, which I think have been extremely beneficial. For example, that sort of meditation-esque type thing I do mm-hmm. before bed. It's just, I don't know, I find it really calming, grounding. Like when I'm, uh, I use it more for myself, I guess not when I'm injured per se, but if I feel like I need grounding... Mm-hmm. There's a few techniques we learn, and I feel grounded. It makes me feel very grounded and centered. And I think it's a great tool um, for people to use to feel grounded and centered. It sort mm-hmm. of just brings you back to yourself. Yeah, totally. And, like, your higher... Like, um... Like, in your best state. Yeah, Like, your best self, kind of. I feel like, so, I really believe in it, and it's, like, it makes total sense to me. Like, everything is energy, so it would make sense that, like flowing energy and like having another person move energy throughout your body would also 
I, I don't know. Don't need to explain it. Yeah, I actually read this quote today, and um, it said something. I'm going to totally butcher it, but... We butcher quotes on this podcast all the time, so... Perfect. It was something like, the dancer and the dance is not separate, so how can the creator and the creation be separate mm-hmm. so basically we're we're the creation but that means we're also the creator mm-hmm. so it's like it's yes. one and when i read that i was like that makes so much yeah. sense like we are part it's of like the universal osho, source um i'm reading an osho book right now and it was like basically like god it was like people say that god is love but like what we really should be saying is love is god and we are love which is exactly the same thing. It's basically, yeah. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. Like, I think, like, we are all, like, one in love and, like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think people also get scared from the word God. Yeah. I'm someone that kind of gets mm. triggered, air quotes, by the word <laughs> God just because of my upbringing. upbringing. Um, <laughs> but I think I also have worked really hard to be very aware of, like, when someone says God, that to me can transmute into, like universe or source or like any other higher power any kind of like whatever you want it to be and like honestly like the way Osho said it was like love and I was like that yes it's all just love like the root of any kind of like spiritual practice religion Mm -hmm. is really love love yeah so I don't know for me it always kind of goes back down to that and expressing love and like like basically like working to be in like this state of like unconditional love for all Mm -hmm. which is not as easy as it sounds (laughs) but that's kind of like the point of life um and I was rereading some of the things I underlined in that book today and it was really interesting and it was just saying how like love is um love is Sorry, pain sometimes can be the doorway to love, but not in a bad way because sometimes love showed us, shows us where our pain is that we need to work through. So mm. to go through the pain is to be in the doorway of love. I totally butchered that, like, but wow, that was long. That was impressive. But like, but that's I didn't. Well, that's not quote to quote like like exact wording, but like that's like the essence of it. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes to be in like to fall into a state of deeper love or to fall into like an unconditional love we need to like go through the pain so like I guess an example would be like in like a traditional love relationship if you are hurt by someone you need to like go through that hurt to come out in like a deeper love and like the love might not be like you're still like romantically involved but like you might be able to walk away in a deeper love for yourself and for that person because you've worked through it instead of just holding on to that resentment and blockage But I was going to say with like the Reiki, I used to, and we went off on a side tangent because we do that sometimes. Um, We butcher quotes and we go on side tangents a lot on this podcast. But my aunt did say to me today, I have a very good flow of thought, which was very nice because I don't, um, I just talk. I don't plan this out. Um, But I was going to say with the Reiki, I sometimes find myself, like, when I explain it to people, although I fully, totally believe in it, and, like, it, the things that it, um, offers to people, mm-hmm. I will also kind of, like, in a way to combat judgment, I'll sometimes say, it could just be placebo effect, but, like, take it for what you will, and I kind of want to start to work away right, from you, saying that and just being unapologetic about the fact that I, like, believe in this. You down, yeah, you downplay, downplay it. Downplay it. Yeah. Play small. Um, but yeah, I think, energy healing 
is amazing, and I think more people should just be less judgy about it. Yeah, but that goes back <laughs> to just, like, the fear, right? Like, you just totally. don't, people just don't understand. So this kind of leads me into the next thing I wanted to talk about, and it might be a good way to wrap up, potentially, is so. Say someone wanted to kind of get into spirituality or, mm. like, dive deeper into it and become a spiritual goddess like us. Oh, my gosh. Um what would you recommend like what are some good starting places for them to recommend because I think it can seem like a really scary place like I just like think of like some people I've talked to and they're like uh chakra like what is that kind of thing so what are some places Sage? yeah what are some things that we can that you would recommend for people to do to kind of start learning more about that hmm. or stepping deeper Excellent into it question I guess I'm just trying to think back as to what I would have found yeah. helpful. And like I guess any people, any first, books, obviously, like we said, The Secret. But like at this state right now, what are some of the things that you would recommend? First and foremost, I think would be, would definitely be, I would say just to be easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. I think anytime you start anything new, I don't think that starting a spiritual practice differs really from say starting a new like workout routine workout or routine meal plan or something or, I don't know. Uh, yes yeah, I like don't know stay what away else. from that yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> no I don't know what else to compare it to but starting anything new I think we can it's so easy to be like at the very beginning you're gonna, you're so gung-ho you're like I'm gonna do this 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 and yeah. this and, and if then it's if you, not a hundred percent then you failed if you don't do it yeah you have failed or you can get wrapped up in, for example, as we said, feeling like the feelings of guilt and all mm-hmm. those things. So I think first and foremost, when starting anything, is just be, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Which I think would then, I mean, you could segue that into like having a good self-care practice mm-hmm. and self-love. Which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Also in this journey. But I mean, as far as like people go, I love Wayne Dwyer. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne Dwyer, anything and everything he does, I think, is amazing. Uh, he is, he is up there for me for sure. I'm rereading one of his books for, like, the third time. I'm trying to think of podcasts, but I don't, not really any podcasts. Like, for me, podcasts are very, like... I have the ones I listen to, mm-hmm. but it's, like, certain episodes that have just been, Right, like, yeah. Wow, that was, like, a load yeah. of, like, really good information. Like, I love Almost 30, um, but, like, not every episode is for me. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. I could give a bunch of names yeah, of people. Yeah, true. But it's, like, you need to find something that resonates for you. You, Going yeah. back to the whole meditation thing. Yeah. Like, me sitting cross-legged. Okay, first of all, like, my butt gets so sore so mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, me sitting cross-legged on the floor, I... I it doesn't work for me. So I found other forms of meditation such as walking and knitting that work for me. So I feel like, you know what? I think it is trial and error. It's like, again, any new practice or journey you begin is trial and error to find what works for you. Totally. If you're going to do something, if you're going to try and do something just because you think it's what you should be doing, it's not going to stick or it might stick for a bit, but you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. And that's going to make it just not gonna that it's not gonna be sustainable like resentment in the practice right yeah 
So, I mean, I think biggest thing, first off, be kind to yourself. And second off, just trial and error. See what you like. Read different people. Listen to different podcasts. Um, and I think you'll quickly figure out what resonates with you and what doesn't. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, sort of take it from there. Yeah, I think for me, like, I would recommend to... One one thing that I did that make it made a huge difference, and I actually want to make a whole episode on this, is, like, I just, like, really curated my social media. Yeah. And I totally, like, took away the people and, the like, the accounts that just weren't aligned with where I was at. But I also followed a bunch of, like, it's, like, I know it can be, like, super cliche, but just, like, those, like, quote accounts or those spiritual accounts because they kind of led me to find things that books, they, like, recommend books yeah, or the like, uh, podcasts like, or people that, accounts that resonate with me that kind of, like, deepen things like that my belief system. Stepping stones. Yeah, of. totally. Stepping stones. And then the same thing for, like, podcasts. Like, I'll listen to, I have a bunch that I listen to, but every once in a while there'll be, like, an episode with someone that just, like, blows my mind. So then like, I go find them on Instagram and then I see who they're connected with and who they're, and yeah. it kind of, like, helps me to find practices and things and just, like, even if honestly even if it is just a quote that like you connect with so deeply and like you understand that can like have a huge impact in like the trajectory of where you're going yeah and I also think sometimes we think in a spiritual practice it has to be like big big things like big aha moments or yeah totally big whatever but it's it's the little things. Yeah, totally. And it's the accumulation of these little things. Totally. That will create maybe whatever yeah. desired change you are totally. looking for. I think too with like being in a smaller community and being more on social media for that has been like really nice mm-hmm. to connect with people. It's not like the deepest form of connection and I I think I much prefer like in-person connections, but that's really helped. Um and then also, like, going to finding, like, a practice that works for you. Like, for me, mm-hmm. I go to yoga. And I've, like, found such a little community there of people that I can, like, yeah, discuss. Same. And I can have, like, conversations like this with, which really just helps me to, like, get further clarity on, like, where I stand. And also to um, talk through what I'm working through. Mm-hmm. and Or, like, even, like, meditation groups. If you're, like, struggling to meditate and you actually want to try it out, like, sometimes mm-hmm. doing it with a group of people, if your town offers that, easier, yeah. it makes it easier. And then there's also, like, a social element to it that I find is really helpful. And then it's, like, those are, like, no-judgment places. Like, I find yeah. you can ask questions. Like, if you're, like, wanting to know about, like, what the chakras are and what they represent, you can go and to your meditation group and probably ask that question and people are going to explain that to you with with openness right oh for sure um and like it just goes back to like social media right like if you're confused about that stuff like you can using it to your advantage instead of as this like dark place right I feel like has Mm -hmm. really made such a huge difference um in terms of like books and people that I've really like resonated with I think like the big book for me this year was a Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, mm-hmm. which was just like a really eye-opening book. I got confused at the beginning because it was like I haven't read it. I I just it's gave it here. to mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But I got a little confused because she, she talks about how like 
love. It's very like about love and um, obviously it's return to love. But I got a little confused because it was like these people need me to love them unconditionally. But I forgot to in doing so I needed to love myself. So I forgot about that aspect, but it's kind of like the, me the or I didn't pick up on that, but the whole message of the book is like to give unconditional love, but like to all, to others and yourself and finding that balance. And like sometimes when you want to be giving unconditional love, you can't be giving people that what they need. Right. But doing it in a, from a loving way. And I think that was like a really huge message for me. Um, also Osho. Yeah, I Living love Osho. I mean, Wild Wild Country was an intense... Wild. It was wild, but, like, I would have been probably living. Oh, 100%. But Communes like, are my favorite place to be. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But... I think, like, that's just an example of a... I think that documentary is just a perfect example of how um, human nature and, like, power and money and judgment and, like, all-encompassing can really just, like, go bad. Yeah. Because it was good. It was. It seemed like a really good place until, like, a little bit... Like, until it wasn't. A couple of things happened. Until it wasn't, yeah. But, yeah, I really do like Osho's teachings. Um, I also love that he's, like, super into, like, really expensive watches. <laughs> and, like, I mean, these, like, garbs. And he's just, like... It's what he likes. It's what I like. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Um, Lacey Phillips. I do like Lacey Phillips a lot. Jenna Zoe. I like Jenna Zoe. Dara. I don't know how to say her last name. Um, she's more of a human design girl, Jenna Zoe, but I really do like her. I find that Lacey Phillips has, like, such an abundant, like, resource. Mm. Like, she is such a resource of abundance for, like, finding people. Mm -hmm. She's been someone where I've probably found a lot of the people that I, like... Will connect that you then connect to. That yeah, I will exactly. then connect to, yeah. Yeah, so just as like... And I think she has a website called To Be Magnetic. Yes. Yeah. To Be Magnetic. And she's kind of interesting because she talks about spirituality in a much more of like, uh, like get rid of like spiritual bypass, which is what we were talking about essentially that all like... Yeah. All or nothing. Think positive where she's like, no, like, this is like really rooted in like subconscious programming. You need to like release it. You need to release things. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is kind of where I stand these days. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, in your, my final question, I know I said that was probably going to be the final, final question, question, but I forgot that I want to ask you this. Oh my gosh. Is where? One of your colors? I don't know. Yeah. What is your favorite color? Purple. That's my favorite color. Um. So, but my final question is: so, with everything that you've taken in this like journey mm -hmm. in the last probably like five to like ten years. <laughs> Just like aging ourselves a little bit, we're super old. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, ten years. Um, where do you see yourself going in this practice? Like, where? What do you think your next steps are? So, like for me, my next steps, just to like give you context okay. and to talk context more, to great. talk more about myself. Okay. Also um, great. Like for me, I think right now I talked about it a little bit in my last podcast, but like really like diving into like the work that needs to be done mm -hmm. like my more inner work um yeah. I think there's been a lot of me doing a lot of inner work in the last like two I would say two years to a year but there's like the big scary stuff I think that I like really have been avoiding that I need to like yeah. go nitty-gritty on and I um I like woke up 
from a dream like probably a month ago now and I just had like this like moment where I was like I need to crack open and I in a way that I've never done before it was like my chest and I could like feel the need for me to crack myself open Mm. so it's kind of like where I'm moving to like being like more open expansive like that kind of area of things and really like connecting deeper with myself and like developing a much more deeper self-awareness yeah but in a gentle and like compassionate way <laughs> right Na- <laughs> I don't know what this plan I don't know, I don't know what do this plan is gonna look like but I think no, that that's fine. kind of where I'm at with like in terms of spirituality I mean I got a lot of other shit I gotta figure out but like yeah. that's kind of like I know that there's like a need for me to um dive deeper into that actually I'm gonna do reparent you okay there yeah (laughs) I'm gonna do reparent again um with like the newer knowledge I have I think it's been like probably a year since I've done it so and reparent is one of actually Lacey Phillips programs I I did buy it because I feel like it was something that was really beneficial and it's something that I have for forever now so I'll just like redo it every once in a while every once in a while every once in a while up leveling so what do you think I feel like forever I will be working on my throat chakra. Mm. Um, it's something I've always... I don't want to... I feel like having problems is such a strong word. But it's been blocked. Yeah. My throat chakra for me. Um, I've always had trouble expressing myself and my opinions and speaking up. So for me, I feel like that's always been something I'm working on. But I've had a feeling as of late that it's like something I want to dive yeah it's kind of like me into. with my heart yeah I guess sure. I could have just said you're, it was my heart chakra yeah and, and my I was solar plexus I was gonna say we always knew it was your heart chakra no it was my solar plexus and my heart they're both just like Whoop. oh your solar plexus too yeah I have solar plexus issues oh that's okay. why I wear a lot of yellow these days I don't know oh. if you noticed <laughs> well, I don't live here well do you not check my Instagram <laughs> I don't know if I'm posting it's yellow um, on my yeah, so my throat chakra, I feel like, is something I'm always... I'm always trying to find ways to express myself vocally um, and looking and seeking more opportunities to do that. But yeah, I f- have been feeling as of lately that that's something I'm, I'm feeling called... Sort of like you, I'm feeling yeah. like there's just a pull to work more, more deeper. deeper on it. Um, I think... Do you think when I go to my therapist and I say, I need to work on my heart chakra, <laughs> they'll be like, cool, cool, let's I do it, girl. So. I need to get a therapist that would do that. And speaking of therapists, I was just going to say, I feel for me working on my throat chakra, it, I think it's going to involve for me to go back to therapy, mm-hmm. uh, which I have done previously and I love it. It's like a love-hate relationship, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's, like, not fun to be going through it, it but you f- it helps you. For me, it was, like, it was exhausting, like, doing it's that like the It's like work. what I was saying, like, pain sometimes is the doorway to love. Yeah. Because you have to go through that stuff to, like, go deeper into what, to your truth. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a love-hate. But, I mean, it was great. I think definitely going back to therapy and working on my throat chakra I think is my next step cool so you're working your throat I'm working on my heart probably also should do the solar plexus just because that is like a huge 
that's been like a worth thing in like my whole life. But also, I was watching a YouTube video the other day by this girl called Laura, the happiness coach, I believe is her name. She's pretty cool. Um, but she was saying how they, I just think that this is going to like tie up our whole conversation. Okay, I was so, waiting for another question. No, but I think she was saying how like so many people in the spiritual world like will go up to like the fifth dimension type world and like okay. they're like working on their upper chakras yes and like when you kind of like awaken like doing air quotes because I don't know like it might be a lot for some people but like you kind of go up to like this fifth dimensional world where you like see things differently than people but she was like but that's not reality you got to mm -hmm. come back down like mm -hmm. you need to awaken see what you need to see open up to what you need to open up to expand your consciousness but mm -hmm. like we're in a 3d world so you got to come back down got to come back down because yeah. you can't be living in this like la la land you need to come back down to earth and she's like so so much so often people like their top chakras are open but they forget about their bottom, their bottom three ones, yeah. so I think another thing that would be really good to work on for me and maybe for you along with like opening up those parts of ourselves is like to continue to root in the bottom to ground oh, for sure which is probably just like for you like second nature but for me I sometimes get in the place where I'm like I want my crown chakra to be open my third eye to be like pulsating and I just like completely forget to like ground and like, like in your root and yeah like yeah. ground in my root and my sacral and my solar plexus right mm -hmm. because if that's not working the top three like if you know anything about energy work it's like they all need to be moving to be working yeah and especially, like, if the bottom ones aren't working, they're, like, basically propelling the upper ones. The upper ones, so, yeah. So you need those. Yeah, I just thought that was, like, an interesting point that she made that really resonated with me because it kind of goes back to that all-encompassing, like, woo-woo. Like, there, there's a reason why, like, the spiritual community is called, like, the woo-woo community because, like, we're sometimes we get stuck up in these clouds and mm. we're kind of like, woo-woo, like, you know, like, woo-woo-woo-woo. <laughs> so, um sometimes like we need to like reconnect to like reality Definitely. right and like everything up in like the world of like conscious like the i think it's called the 5d it's a, i don't know guys just like bear with me here but like everything up there is aligned and connected in love and you know but like sometimes mm -hmm. you need to come back down to earth and like be like a human right because yeah. like that's what it's about well, and I feel like sometimes human experience human and that's why I always say that because sometimes I think people kind of want to be above the human experience but like that's not the point mm -hmm. of being here like we wouldn't be here as human if, with feelings with all these with this range of feelings if we weren't supposed to like have them right right I don't know that's kind of what I think so there you go I concur so working on our opening ourselves up. And I think, too, like, something that really is the biggest, like, takeaway from all of this is, like, authenticity. Like, really, like, really stepping into, like, your authentic self. That's, like, the huge part of, like, the spiritual journey is, like, to become into this authentic self. But, yeah. like, to do it totally out of a place of love. Yeah. And unapologetically. Unapologetically, but not in, like, being a dick type way, right? No, you can be, like, an unapologetic badass yeah but still like choked of like a do just to be expressing that out of a way of compassion right yeah. like say you didn't want to go to the movies with your friends or something i don't know it's like a silly example but 
because it just, like, didn't feel like something you were aligned with, like, you didn't want to see that movie, like, you wouldn't have to be, like, ugh, that's not something I want to do. You can just be, like, no, like, when you're in your authentic self, to just be, like, no, girls, like, go have fun, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Or instead of, like, some people, me, sometimes will be, like, I'm, I can, I'm busy, like, have plans already when I actually have nothing going on. Right. So there's, like, finding that, like, ability to just be so true and authentic in yourself. And that was, like, a really, like, basic example, but I think that's something that you can take to, like, put into other elements of life oh for sure and just yeah being unapologetic I've stopped explaining myself to people yeah I'm an explainer oh I'm an I was an explainer to like the point where it almost ruined things no (laughs) where the point it just didn't seem realistic because I would just like go into so but it was probably realistic it it would be but I would just be like so worried that they'd be like offended or something and I would I would always feel the need to explain myself no matter the situation, and now I've just gotten to the point where I don't explain myself. Again, not in a rude way. Yeah. I just... If someone needed to know, I would explain Yeah, it's different... And you can kind of cater to different people. Exactly. You're not, and, like, that's not a compromising way to cater. Like, no, if no, you no, had no. a friend that was just, like, a little bit sensitive or something, you could be like, no, I'm sorry, I don't, like... I'm like not interested in seeing that movie whereas like you could you could have other friends you could be like no thanks and they're like cool yeah exactly so I mean you know you know your friends and you sort of yeah and that's not like a compromising way to cater to someone right no but I I think also I'm more meant like I've stopped explaining myself in my life choices yeah in my lifestyle yeah who what I decide to do what I don't decide to do yeah totally I've stopped explaining myself in that way yeah totally I think that's something that I really also need to work on is explaining myself like I think recently I've been catching myself trying to explain myself a lot and it's Mm -hmm. like had a couple instances there where it like really backfired (laughs) um like badly so it just because sometimes it's like why are you bothering? And also, like, putting your energy into, like, things that just, like, that's just a waste of your energy. Yeah. Ultimately. And, I mean, it's your life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Live your life. Live your life. Well, there we go. I think that was a good chat. It was a great chat. Perfect. Penny? She also agrees. It may have put her to sleep, but that's fine. Anyways, okay, well, thank you so much for chatting sis anytime sis all right sister k keek the freak keek the freak rico and kiko rico and kiki oh what did i say kiko (laughs) the heck it's been a hot minute yeah (laughs) all right well thanks for listening guys hopefully that all made sense to you and uh i need to stop saying stuff like that if it didn't make sense sorry I don't don't explain yourself. I guess yeah. In your podcast. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye.